Welcome to this bonus episode of Let's Chat. If you are listening to this the week it airs, there's a make sure you check out this other week's episode, Jonah Bear of Going Off Track. And we have the week before that, Stephen Smith, also of Going Off Track. Uh, Kevin Gillian is our guest today. He was on the podcast a while back with Adam Lash when we I we kind of I geek out over their incredible web series called Gigahose. It's a mockumentary web series about sex robots. We've also uh, Adam's been on before, and then I've also had Jessica Park, who was part of uh, the Gigahose world. She came on. But anyway, so when I interviewed with Kevin, and when I interviewed Kevin and Adam, uh, it was a ton of fun. And then afterwards, I'm looking at Kevin's website, and I was like, wow, Kevin's really interesting. So I basically just asked him if he'd like to come back, and Kevin was so kind and said yes. The thing I really want to talk to Kevin about was that he was a board member of Geeks Out. Geeks Out is a nonprofit that rallies, empowers, and promotes the queer geek community, and they are putting on New York City's first queer Comic Con. You can check out everything you need to know about FlameCon and Geeks Out on uh, geeksout.org. Uh, Geeks Out also has a podcast called Geeks Out Live that uh, Kevin hosts. And uh, check out Kevin online on uh, kevinreesgillian.com. Uh, possibly the best Twitter handle I've ever seen, at Gillian underscore McJew. I, I think that's amazing, right? Isn't that great? Uh, but yeah, so I thought uh, this stuff's really interesting. I so supportive of the LBGTQIA community. The IA, I will admit, is a thing I learned from this interview. Uh, I'm very open-minded and very supportive of the LBGTQIA community, as I thought I was, and I am. But there's stuff I just didn't know, and it's it's cool, you know. You could support a, cult, a culture, and it's and always learn something new. So this is just. Such a this is just such a great a great episode. Kevin A is wonderful and just what a good heart, you know. I mean, to put all this hard work into FlameCon, I think is just amazing. And you should go to it because it's uh, Saturday, June thirteenth, at eleven a.m. to noon at the Grand Prospect Hall in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, you should totally go. You should go to geeksout.com and maybe donate some money or go onto their shop and buy. They have really cool shirts. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, this, I actually think I'm going to buy the shirt that says uh, Alan Turing fought Nazis with science. Like, how can you not want that shirt? Uh, and they have stuff that's a little bit more prideful, and then there's just some really funny shirts, like uh, Godzilla doing karaoke. Like, how can you not want that? Or McKellen was right. <laughs> uh, you can, tote bags, posters. Oh, I might have to get a poster. Uh, yeah. Really, just check out geeksout.com. I just keep hammering that away. And, and make sure you go to FlameCon at the Grand Prospect Hall in Brooklyn. I'm hoping to make it. I will be in New Jersey that weekend. Anyway, uh, thank you for listening to this show. I've been noticing there's been a lot of new listeners. Uh, so thank you. Anyhow, f- check us out on the misfitsnetwork.com. Follow us on Twitter at Let's Chat Podcast and email me at Let's Chat Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, Monday we'll have an episode again with uh, Derek Riley and John Mel- John Malio. Derek played been so many bands: Ensign, Bottom Feeder, Jagger Sharks. John plays in Dead Bars, and they're both coming here to talk about Dark Horse Percussions Drum Company, and we talk about cool shit. So let's get to it. In the future, humans create AI. Three days later, they have sex with it. 
Gigahose is a robot sex comedy with what's been called a South Park level of shock value. Creators Adam Lash and Kevin Gilligan take their concept in smart, surprising directions. It's been described as pure genius with a real clerks-like charm. Catch season one now at youtube.com slash gigahose. Two dudes at home on a Friday night skyping. <laughs> right, right, living the dream. Is it? We? I, I, I don't know. I, I got. To, it's a weird point because some some Fridays I like feel like that urge. Like I gotta get out. Yeah. And this Friday I was like, no, I don't <laughs> want to fucking do anything. I borrowed a copy of uh, Saints Row Three from one of my friends, and I have uh-huh. not played. Th- I haven't stopped playing it. Huh. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm uh, hopefully gonna see uh, Mad Max uh, tonight with some friends, so we shall see. You New York people go out much later than me. Oh yeah, well I I've always been a, a night owl, always. So yeah, I had that for a while, and then it finally kind of got rid of it. Now, now even even working, I'm just like uh, sleep with about one or two. So is your actual job job like like uh, art? Like is it acting? How you pay your bills and stuff? Oh, that'd be awesome. Uh, no, <laughs> I know um, it's a hard thing to do. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean I tried. Um, I I do gigs here and there, but uh, I had to I had to buckle down and get a a survivor job, uh, at least for the time being. Uh, we had, we had to move into a new apartment. And that required broker fees, which required more money than I really had. So, yeah, I kind of needed to get a, a nine to five. So. Uh, yeah, isn't New York have that whole? It's like, isn't moving to New York like a whole different ball game? Like, it's not just Craigslist. You have to do like, like you broker could, fees and stuff like that. You could do, and I, I have done Craigslist pretty much the entire time that I've lived here. Uh, and then I had to go and move in with my good friend, and then and then that all went to shit. <laughs> like, oh, I I like living with someone that I actually like and talk to. Damn, and we have to move. Oh wow! <laughs> so, because you know you could you can find a place to move like through Craigslist and not have to do like broker fees or anything. Um, you just are could be living with potential strangers or crazy people. Oh, I see. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Are you still on Manhattan or did you guys move out to the boroughs? Uh, no, no, we, <laughs> we lucked out and moved like four apartment buildings over. Wow. Cause everyone I know, uh, who lives in New York has somehow made their way to Astoria. It seems to be. Oh yeah. It's a popular place. The place, um, the, even, the new Brooklyn. Even now Astoria is getting pretty expensive. Yeah. So. Well, I know a couple people still in Brooklyn, and my cousin started out in Manhattan and then slowly, slowly moved her out to try. Uh, uh, she started out in Tribeca, and then over the years is now in Astoria. Oh. Uh, that's, well, that's yeah. Awesome. Uh, I I like I'd like to stay in Manhattan. I don't 
the, all the outer boroughs, at some point in the year, there's a point where the MTA sequesters you to that neighborhood because yeah. of their schedule and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd prefer to avoid that if all possible. Absolutely. <laughs> I feel so like, but whenever I go to like, uh, I I live a few hours from New York, but like, I go there relatively not as much as I want to, but mm-hmm. I always have this. Like, whenever I go there, I'm like, oh, let's just go here and here. But I never, I know it's like a tiny island, but I always forget that it takes a long time to get somewhere. Like you just can't go to two different places from top to bottom like in a, a flash. So yeah. whenever I'm with my in-laws, like, no, we actually have to plan this out. And like, they're like, no, 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 let's just go to eat here. They're like, that's like an hour away. I'm like, what? <laughs> I never seem to understand how that works. Well, yeah, I mean, you could, in theory, you know, hop a cab and do it, but you're going to pay a pretty penny. Oh, yeah, I'm not messing with that. No. I not. rented uh, my first Airbnb in New York, and it was a rather successful experience. And then, like, that whole time, I was like, this is going to be so cool. We're going to do this. And then we're going to go to the comedy cellar afterwards. Uh-huh. And then I had no idea how far the comedy cellar was from we were in uh, like Cal's Kitchen area. Yeah. Like, and then the like, and then you have to take a cab back, and like, it's like, ugh, yeah. Well, County Cellar's not that far from from Hell's Kitchen. It oh. just and we went like, to see the Book of Mormon, which I think nothing. It probably would be bad because I don't think I could have walked out of that and enjoyed anything because I was just on such a high from it. Yeah, like nothing when, could make me laugh after that. When when did you guys see that? April. Oh, awesome! You probably saw one of my good friends. Oh no way! Uh, yeah. Which character? Uh, uh, Elder Cunningham. No fucking way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a good friend of mine, uh, uh, Chris O'Neill. Oh, my. Oh, I wish I had the play. I'll look for that playbill. If I, I believe you must be right. Yeah, it was definitely. Yeah, it was April. It was last month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God. He was incredible. I. Uh, oh, he is a, a hilarious person. One of the. I, I, I like theater. Um, I don't say that in a bad way. I just don't feel like I know enough of it to like be a true critic. Yeah. Uh, so I went to it thinking I would love it because I love South Park, and mm-hmm. my wife want, went to it thinking she would love it because she loves musicals and theater because she grew up in yeah. New Jersey, and we both loved it for this. I, the thing I loved about it the most was that it was just it was just legitimately a Broadway play, and yeah. she loved that it was a Broadway play that happened to be fantastically hilarious and very dirty, but like intellectually mesmerizing. Yeah. Oh, man, you tell your friend that uh, he blew our minds. He was incredible. I will. I will. He uh, he did the the um, the touring. Uh, he was on the touring cast of that. Wow. Um, and uh, they bumped him up from that to Broadway. So yeah, I mean he's 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 legit talent. <laughs> Is, if you get on, because that's like so the, when we we got that was our Christmas present. And uh-huh. my mother and father-in-law bought that in December, maybe yeah, December, and the tickets yeah. weren't till April. It was sold out till April at that point. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, if you're like an actor, isn't that like the place you want to be? Like, how many eyes are on you every single night? And it seems that everyone from like people like me to like big wigs in the industry go to it. Oh yeah, yeah. He had um, he had a picture. Of uh, uh, him just chilling with Hugh Jackman. Oh my god! You know, like you do. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And then like I, someone I knew on Facebook went, and then they sat next to uh, Jim O'Hare of you know Jerry from Parks and Rec. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, like, another day I saw someone was there, and, like, Ben Schwartz, also, like, you know, from everything, but also Parks and Rec. Right. I was, I was like, oh, my God, that's incredible. Yeah, it's a big draw. Um, actually, the last show I saw was uh, Fun Home on Broadway, um, based on the graphic novel by Alison Bechtel. Um, that's incredible. They made it's, a, it's an amazing show. A play off of graphic novel? Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah, it's, and it's, it got nominated for, I think, 13 Tonys. Jesus Christ. Yep. Yep. Oh my God. That's so cool. That, that was my, I went to a Broadway play once in sixth grade and then mm-hmm. I saw Book of Mormon. So this was like really my first Broadway experience because in sixth grade I was, didn't understand it and I fell asleep and I didn't care. Right. <laughs> and it was Cats, which I hate. Oh God. Yeah. I don't blame you. Yeah, that's what everyone I've met has said too. Like they're like, that's not for a sixth grader. It's or maybe anyone. I just I really not didn't. anyone. No, no. Yeah. I mean, I just... there are maybe one or two songs, but ugh. Yeah, but Book of Mormon. I, I mean, I actually I've gone as far to listen to the Book of Mormon soundtrack like at least like twice a week now. Yeah, it's just that good. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but so you're uh, you're from North Carolina, if I recall. Yes, originally. Did you go to school down there and everything? Yeah, I went to school in uh, Wilmington, North Carolina. I went to UNC Wilmington, uh, which is down by the beach. Oh, Wilmington's beautiful. I've been there a couple times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, I, 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 uh, I love Wilmington. I tried to move there at one point. Oh, yeah? Such a beautiful town. It kind of reminded me of, like, Cape Cod, but better. Yeah, I mean, I mean a lot of... Uh, that's why a lot of shows film there. Uh, I mean, Dawson's Creek filmed there, and it was supposed to be set in uh, sort of the Cape Cod area, or at least the, you know, uh, Massachusetts Cape. Um, and uh, so many so many shows and movies have filmed there. Yeah, like Revolution was filmed down there. Uh, yeah. My, yeah. My friend Jeff worked on that, and then like Royal Pains, I think he did. Oh yeah, Royal uh, Royal Pains, but that's more New York Hamilton uh, uh, Hamptons area. Yeah. Oh, and I think I, am I correct to think that Eastbound and Down was filmed down there? Yep, that was filmed there, and Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, like a lot of those, like a, a lot of stuff was down yeah. there. But I just, I just loved it. Like I couldn't get over how much is that. So is that the part of North Carolina you're from? No, I'm I'm actually from uh, Greensboro. Okay, uh, so how far? I'm from the Northeast, so I don't have any idea of, of yeah. distance. <laughs> uh, it's about four and a half, five hours, depending on how fast you drive. Okay, uh, so that's a that's that's a decent drive away. Yeah, I wanted to be as far away from home, but still had to be in state. Ah, yeah, but, you don't get that choice in Rhode Island. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you really, yeah, that's impo- near impossible to do. Yeah, no, I, I I remember driving through it. So. <laughs> you just blink and like, oh, all right, that was a state. Oh, well, that that happened. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Did you move to New York straight after like um, college? No, uh, I actually uh, I toured with a children's theater uh, for off and on for about four years, um, and went all across the country with them. Uh, doing uh, two-person shows um, with uh, shows uh, based in literature. So it was like Pinocchio, Christmas Carol, um, Robin Hood, um, 
Legend of King Arthur. Um, they had like a Shakespeare for Kids series. They had like um, Greek mythology series. Um, uh, Alice in Wonderland, where uh, the girl was Alice and I was Wonderland. <laughs> oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I because I, I was aware of your work from um, obviously Gigahose. And right. I, I knew you were like a sketch comedian, so I like was looking at your website. I actually had no idea that you were like a theater actor as well. Oh yeah, yeah. So, is that how you like you started in theater? Mm-hmm. I I started in middle school. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I I did. A friend of mine talked me into auditioning for uh, community theater. Was doing a production of Peter Pan, and so I auditioned for that and got in. I was a lost boy. Rufio? Were you Rufio? <laughs> the only one I can remember, right? That's the one we all go to. No, that's that's not in Peter Pan. That's oh, in, that's I'm in the, going that's to Hook, the, aren't I? Um, no, it was. I don't know if the Lost Boys actually had any names. I can't remember. Um, but then I did Bye Bye Birdie, and then I did uh, Singing in the Rain, um, and then I did like theater through high school. And I really, I mean, like, performing is what I enjoyed, and it's sort of got me through high school, and uh, I, I didn't see myself doing anything else, and I didn't want to work a, a crappy job just because, just to work a job. I wanted to be doing something that I was passionate about. Yeah. So I decided I was going to, you know, uh, go to school for for theater, for acting. Uh, and that's what I did. Um, now, yeah, did you I, do any comedy stuff in college, like improv or sketch? I, I did towards the end of um, college. Um, I was in an uh, improv troupe um, called the Comically Impaired. <laughs> I love improv team names. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, funny. And, like, I, I was joining them. They had been around already for, like, nine years and it was uh, uh, people who were, I mean, I was like 20. And so 20, 21, these, these were people who were much older than me, uh, considering. Um, and so they had been doing it for a while. Uh, so it was, it was kind of a, a, a jump feet first into it kind of experience, uh, which is great. It was, it was a great way to sort of cut my teeth uh, during improv. But, I mean, I, I'd always gravitated towards comedy. It was something I, I always – it always came naturally to me. Um, you know, and it, I tended to get cast in a lot of comedies. I did, I did dramas, but I tended to, to get cast in a lot of comedies. Oh, that's interesting. So I um, had the pleasure of actually stealing one of your Gigaho actors, uh, Jessica – as well and she kind of same thing where like she was the comedy slash drama person too yeah yeah i was like ah <laughs> so that makes you like the double like uh quite the threat though if you can do both because there's some like actors who are like if they can make it but like they're very yeah. good like comedic act comedic acting is very hard i think the perfect example is that uh new that really terrible movie with johnny depp mordecai oh, of, like God. someone yeah. who thinks they could be funny because Comedy is really hard, and when it's done right, it looks it looks easy. Yeah. And then uh, some people just don't have it, and when it's when it when it they try and they fail, it makes me really happy. So you appreciate like 
the Jack Blacks and all those types of people. Well, and and that's the thing is like for me, I just like the reaction from people. I like being able to make someone laugh, and I like being able to make someone cry. Like if I if I am able to provoke an an uh, an emotion from you, then like I've then I've done what I set out to do. Yeah. Oh, that's that's yeah. That's that's great. Do like do like a lot of theater schools like even is comedy a part of it or is it more just um some are um I've I have um subbed uh, for a friend of mine um who teaches uh, comedy at uh, Sarah Lawrence Um, oh that's awesome yeah yeah it's been I was like oh so this is this is what it's like to have uh, money and to go to, uh, you know, one of the top schools is you can. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very good school. Yeah. You can take classes in comedy. <laughs> oh, it's like, but I'm doing this for a lot less at the pit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's really great. Yeah. And so you even got to tour internationally, which I thought was impressive. Yeah. Um, I uh, did a tour of Midsummer Night's Dream. Uh, in Italy. Oh my uh, god. Yeah. It was it was amazing. Uh we spent about a week in um Tuscany. Oh wow. I went there in November and it's amazing. Oh yeah. We the um the producer of the show, one of the producers, uh her family um her her father uh was one of the owners of one of the the soccer football teams in Milan. <laughs> oh God! And her mother w- had been the most recent mayor of Milan, and so we were. Our first performance was like sort of like a charity thing uh, at their summer home, uh, in like a very it, like the Hamptons of Tuscany, like the Hamptons of Italy. Wow. Yeah. And so, like, we were staying at, like, a bed and breakfast, and we were there all the time, and, like, just there was always food, and there was always wine. Like, we would finish a bottle of wine, and all of a sudden, another bottle would show up. And it was just like, uh, oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Okay. (laughs) How many meat and cheese plates did you have? So many. Like, there was just so much food. So And I lost weight while I was there. I lost weight. Huh, I got to try this, so eat more. All right, yeah. get to here. <laughs> well, we also had uh, uh, our bed and breakfast had bikes, and so we would just ride bikes everywhere. We'd go to the beach, like we went to like the private beach that you know there, that we could go to. Um, and then we were a week in Rome. Uh, plus, I mean, we were also doing a very physical show. Yeah, <laughs> you were actually working, but – is yeah. when you do a theater tour, is it like that though? Like a week here, a week there? Or is it like like I'm only known musicians that tour, where it's like a, you play the show, you get out of there kind of thing. It depends. I mean, this one was set up. We did a week in Rome, um, performing, and then our last week was in Milan, um, and uh, huge, beautiful theater in Milan. Um, but when I did the the children's theater. It, we were all over, you know, I, I might've done like, I might've been in Miami for maybe a week and then one town for like a day or two. 
it, it, it really it really just depended on how they structured or because um, this was for schools and uh, libraries. Uh, so it was all on how it was booked, really. They tried to keep it so that you weren't every night in a different hotel, uh, but sometimes that was just the way it happened. Do you guys get much off time when you tour, like, theater? Like, um, it... Sometimes. I mean, we had our week. Like, when I was doing the children's theater, we had our weekends. Uh, sometimes there would be, you know, we would have, like, block, like, uh, uh, blocks of days where there wasn't a show so we just you know would do whatever um when i was in italy the first week when we were in tuscany was just a lot of rehearsal um and we had a lot of downtime like we went to uh cinque terra uh one day and we went to like pisa and a couple other towns um and then in Rome and Milan, we had our days free. Wow. Yeah. Not a bad place to just kick around all day. No, no. Though Rome and Milan, their uh, metro system shuts down after, like, 9. Uh, like, I think Milan is a little bit later, but, like, Rome, it's, like, 9 o'clock. And the only way to get around is by bus, and we didn't have, like, bus maps or anything. So it was, like, we had to go back. Once we finished performing... We had a car service take us back to the apartment that we were staying at, and then we were just kind of stuck there because we had no idea how to get anywhere. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah we're like, all right, well, well, I guess we're just going to be hanging out in the neighborhood. <laughs> how old were you when you did this? Oh, God, I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I think was I, I think maybe I, I was 30. I think I turned 30 while I was there because my birthday I had there. Um, and we went out to, we went out to dinner. Um, they gave me this huge, huge, like, I guess it's called a magnum of champagne. Yeah, it was this huge bottle. I was like, all right, I guess I'm gonna have to drink that while I'm still here. Cause there's no way that's fitting in my suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, like, to backtrack a little, so uh, you eventually moved to New York after college or something, like, right? I would assume at uh, some after point. Touring, after touring, um, yeah. I I kind of uh, the company I was with, I had ex I'd been everywhere in the country that I had wanted to go to, um, except for like Hawaii or Alaska. They they didn't tour there, um, uh, and I had stretched as about as much as I was going to with the shows that they had. And so I knew that I wanted to move to New York. And so I was just like, all right, well, this is the opportunity. I'm, I'm just going to move. And so I did. And so how did you end up finding, uh, like, doing comedy in New York? Like, how did you break into the comedy scene? Um, Craigslist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's what I've been doing wrong. Yes, yes. Uh, no, I, I saw a post on Craigslist, it, like a sketch group was looking for new people. And so I was like, sure, why not? And I went, um, it was a good group of people, um, young, young group of uh, kids, uh, who were, had just, uh, graduated from NYU. Um, and I just, I did a couple sketches and at that time I had been trying out the city. Like I had just moved for like four months to see if this is really what I wanted to do. 
Um, and uh, I, I did a, a couple months performing with them, and then I, I did another tour. And then I came back, and another Craigslist post I saw, um, an improv group was having auditions. And so at, at Gotham Comedy Club. And so I was like, all right, sure, okay. Um, so I, I auditioned for them, uh, and I got in, um, and I made all of, like, the big, like, up-and-coming people that I know I have met through there, or have, all of my connections I've made have been through from that group. It was a group called the Red Tie Mafia. That's a great name. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I... The people that I met when I went, uh, who, uh, that's the group, uh, the parent company of that group. Um, that was the group I went to Italy with. Ah, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And um, one of my really good friends who uh, is, she's blowing up, um, uh, Keisha Zoller. Um, she's been on Orange is the New Black. Um, she has uh, been in several like uh, independent films, and she's been featured uh, on UCB Comedy. Wow! She's a um, she's part of a an improv trio called um, Oh crap! Damn it! Of course, it, it escapes my brain. Damn it! Um. Anyways, um, uh, she was in an improv trio with um, uh, Sashir Zameda and Nicole Byer. Um, Sashir is now on SNL. Nicole is on um, Girl Code on MTV. Um, and Keisha was also uh, a nominee or a finalist for the Andy Kaufman Awards. Wow. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I also met um, I, I was also performed with uh, um, the most recent uh, artistic director of UCB. He was a member uh, of Red Tie. Um, so it was a lot of people that I met through this group. Um, and it, it just sort of grew from there. Um, and from there, I, I got involved with other groups. And I, I did sketch comedy with this group called American Candy. Um and I got to really write, uh, and that was really my first opportunity getting to write sketch comedy um, was with that group and really sort of um, uh, let out uh, the darker comedy that had been uh, festering away in my brain. <laughs> so, because, like, you're a performer, writer, producer, everything like i mean because like gigahoes you, you can add them to, when i like you look at the gigahoes site it's like you and adam had every hat on that thing so oh yeah is yeah. that your so this is your foray of uh writing i'm sorry this is like uh so back this time is like where you're starting to learn to like start writing sketch comedy and stuff yeah yeah i mean i'd, I'd always wanted to write and my problem with writing is that i i like it and I, people tend to like the things that I write, but I am awful about actually writing. <laughs> I, I am an awful procrastinator. 
Yeah. <laughs> and unless I have a deadline or, you know, something that I have to write for, I don't write for ple- for pleasure pretty much. It's 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 like I, I can't just sit there and be like, oh, I'm going to schedule out this time and write for nothing just to write. Um, so um, getting involved with the sketch group forced me to write and forced me to have to write more and more sketches. Um, so uh, getting involved, like having Adam like approach me and being like, hey, I want to do this web series. I was like, yes, awesome. A reason to write. <laughs> did you guys get hooked up? Like, how did you guys meet? Um, we had met. Um, we had a mutual friend who um, had produced a a, a sketch, a, a monthly sketch show, um, that was like a bunch of different sketch groups performing all at this one space, um, and. Uh, he was doing the uh, the tech for it for that show, and we had met several times, mostly because we both lived uptown, and so invariably we both would ride the subway together. And what's funny is he had to be introduced to me like two or three times before he like actually remembered who I was. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, cause that's just, that's just Adam. That's just, that is just Adam. Um, and, and once he, once it clicks, he has it, but it takes a little time, uh, sometimes. Um, but I mean, I, I, I remember, um, uh, when we had, um, when the idea had come up, when, when Adam had broached this idea to to our friend about about Gigahose, um, she had been like, "Oh, you should totally get uh, Kevin in on this. He's got you know a very sick and twisted mind, and he'll be a great person to sort of uh, run with this with you." Um, and so it was like introducing. I was like, "No, we we've we've met before. We've and it was like, oh right, right, right. Yes, of course." Um, but pretty much from that moment on, the ideas just were flowing. Um, we we just started spitballing and started creating this world, and and that's and and now here we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's 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 great. You guys did the obviously, you know, I enjoy it greatly. Uh, everyone, listen, we're actually talking about Adam Lash, who's been on a couple of times, and. Uh, Super fucking nice dude. Yeah. You could listen to him on, uh, what is it, the We Are Not Here to Please You podcast, and you can hear a very embarrassing story that he tells. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm, I'm not sure if you heard that one, but uh, about how he, uh, what is it, um, thought he killed the maid because he masturbated? Oh, I'm yes. Sure. Yeah, I it was pretty hilarious. Yep. It's like driving my car somewhere, and I was like, oh my god, this is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I figured I should bring it up just in case he listens to this. Oh, that would be nice to think. Yeah. He probably won't. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel about all podcasts, right? Like, yeah, no one, you don't know who actually listens. I mean, people do, no, but yeah. it's n- never who you think. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I just started doing um, the podcast for Geeks Out, and it's like, I think someone was like, oh, did we listen to this on, a, on the car ride? I was like, oh, hey, two people listen to it. Awesome. Yeah. 
two people that I know of. Who knows who else is listening? But do you guys have tracking? Like, do you use Lisbon, or or do you guys using? Uh, no, we so we host on the site on Geeks Out site, and then do it through uh, iTunes. Oh, um, uh, so you don't get the tracking stuff? No, um, I I honestly have no idea. No, that's fine. Yeah. That is that is. I just I just make with the talking. That's awesome. <laughs> That's probably the best way to do it, right? Like, just don't worry about numbers because uh, it's a very – I read some stat online that there was, like, X amount of podcasts in the numbers of hundreds of thousands and maybe, like, 5% of them all have uh, viewership of over 2,000. Right. Yeah, of course. I am not one of those. Uh, sorry, in case you're wondering. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, well, I think, um, but it's, I think it's one of those things, right? Like, it's a tool. It's a part of something that you do. It's like, it's definitely a great tool. And that old saying, "Work begets more work," you know. Right, and, and it's always, it's always good to sort of keep sharp in your conversational skills. <laughs> yeah, I wish I was good at that. <laughs> yeah, I am, am terrible with verbal filler. I have <laughs> terror. Not discovered. I've always known this. I have just never got better. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's certain things you submit in life. Like, it's just, I can't spell. Never have. I've tried. It's not going to change. I'm okay with it. <laughs> we're just we're just going to deal with it, people. That's why I didn't like blogs or any of the live journal or those sites. It just uh, yeah. couldn't couldn't do it. But, I mean, like, perfect example is, like, I, Adam was the, Adam Lash was the first person that I met on the internet who mm-hmm. like that I didn't know to do the show because I was at a, a kind of a turning point where I was like ran out of guests to get who, in people I knew in real life in my region. And yeah. then I was like, I, I long story short, I had a co-host, they left, I continued on because I really liked it. Mm-hmm. And then I was like really, really into it. And I was like, I want to expand this into like more of like, like, like a real podcast as I thought of it, like a nerdist. Cause I, you know, I love those shows. Yeah. And so po- Adam was the very first person I had interviewed that I had never met in my entire life. It was, terrified but then and that turned into his episode and then when you guys came on together which that's how i got met jessica and now you so like one guest turns into four guests right which is exactly amazing and that's why i like podcasts because like while downloads are a part of it there's a lot of other things to measure it from so maybe a hundred people might have heard it but it can lead to much different avenues like which is uh well i really wanted to get to geek uh the, the geek out is it geeks out Geeks out, yes. Geeks out, because um, yes. I that was the thing I was the most impressed about. Uh, on when I wish I brought up with the first time you came on, I was saying like, how odd would it be if I like had you to come back on, and then it was really just a ruse to be like one of those uh, anti-homosexual people. <laughs> <laughs> well, thirty-seven minutes into it, be like, actually, here you go, and being like one of those like uh, what are those people called? The the Biggest. the. the, the <laughs> Them too, yeah. I was thinking the Westboro Baptist oh, Church. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's not. I'm. That's not the case. But like, what a dick move that would be to have someone on your podcast and 37 minutes into it switch into your god mongering bullshit. Uh, it probably would. It would probably be uh, a lesson for me. Uh, in... Do a little research no, beforehand. No, no. In terms of me uh, uh, finding fun in making situations awkward. <laughs> I think the only thing I could do if if I was in that scenario and like I met like Fred Phelps when he would li- was alive, yeah. like I would just try to kiss him. Like there's no any 
there, there's no any there's no other uh, option, right? The, the thing is, you don't know what kind of herpes he he has. I mean, that's, seriously, that's true. I mean, I am sure he it's is always... just riddled with herpes. I would not be shocked because it's always the people like that who engage in the most kinky. Uh, yeah, the, un, no, not kinky. Unprotective sex, well, usually with the same they're, gender. They're the ones that are the most sort of quote unquote degenerate people. I mean, look at the mm-hmm. look at the fucking Duggar family. Uh, is anyone else shocked by that? Because I don't know how anyone is surprised by that story. No, I think the thing that's shocking is that it it uh, they kept it under wraps for so long. Yeah, that part didn't shock uh, me either. Well, I mean, that's the, fact um, that the cameras so are were... around them so much. That's that's why I'm like, and it's coming out now. Okay, sure. Well, I mean, it's like Penn State. Like, it's the same oh, stuff. Yeah. There's yeah. money in, money involved. So I work in behavioral health, um, and uh, so sometimes I meet people who've kind of gone through these yeah. areas of, like, what the Phelps have gone through, like the victims yeah. of it. Uh, it's a rare, but it has happened. It's honestly, it's always the conservative, not, like, just conservative politically, but conservative religious oh, branches yeah. where it's just... I mean, I can't even. T- it gets to the point where I just see it. So when I heard the story, I was like, "Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, that's exactly what they would do." Well, There's no question. And that's about the it. thing is, like, you can't. It's uh, a utopian ideal is nice in theory, but in practice is in pra- is very impractical. And they're dicks. Let's just throw that part out. They're, what? And the weird thing is how they're so like, ah, oh, whatever. I'm sorry. I pray to Christ. I'm like, you're a child molester. Mm-hmm. You have children. But that that's that's the terrible part about. The, the way they use religion is because they use it as a way to absolve themselves of any guilt because they prayed on it and they sought forgiveness. And so they'll still go to heaven or reach whatever sort of, you know, absolution that they they're looking for in the afterlife. And he was part of what of the family research council, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. whatever the people that are all for, uh, preserving the sanctity of marriage. Yeah. Yeah, that stuff, just, I just love when that happens. I'm like, ah. Yeah. The very thing we mm-hmm. expected. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, like Ted Haggard. Oh, yeah. All those people. Um, Tammy Faye Baker. I mean, all those. Jim Baker, assholes. yeah. Oh, Jim yeah. Baker. Tammy was the yeah. wife. Yeah. She actually seemed pretty. No, sweet. she was when you know she actually became very supportive of the gay community towards the end of her life. So she was on the surreal life, and I ended up really mm-hmm. liking her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, so you are a board member. Of yes. Yes. And uh, you guys do FlameCon, which I think is like the coolest fucking thing in the entire <laughs> Thanks. world. Thanks. <laughs> and I, I really mean that because uh, sometimes in like nerd communities, like. For like to like you know sometimes like when you get in these subsects you're trying to avoid, I like to refer to them as like bro bro culture, right. and every subsect of culture I've ever joined always somehow turns into bro yeah. culture in some facet. Like when I was into punk music and ska music mm-hmm. when I was younger, like really into like the the Connecticut yeah. scene, it's just slowly turned into like bros listening to the same music I listen to. <laughs> and and that I feel like can happen in the nerd community. Like there's a lot of. Uh, Maybe not a lot. Vol- very vocal, oh, yeah. uh, misogynistic views and uh, racism, and homophobia, and I guess I mean and it is the internet, so that's where the those people are the loudest. But so it's amazing. Well, how, you you are for, you're the geeks up, man. How about you tell us what it is? 
Uh, Geeks Out is a nonprofit organization, a national nonprofit uh, that seeks to rally, empower, uh, promote the uh, LGBT community in geek culture. Um, and the way we do that is we go uh, to Comic Cons across the country. Um, we have a booth. Uh, we host panels at Comic Cons. Um, we also have, uh, uh, we're based in New York, but we do have events uh, in Chicago, in DC. Uh, we just had one in Portland, Oregon. Um, and there are groups in uh, Boston, I think, that are going to be hopefully doing something relatively soon. Um, and then we also have our online community. Uh, we have a website with content added daily. Um, we, we have uh, the podcast now, a weekly podcast. Um, and uh, we also uh, are throwing New York's first uh, queer Comic-Con. Um, sort of uh, celebrating uh, everything uh, that, that is uh, LGBTQIA friendly. Uh, What's IA? Uh, I is stands for intersex, uh, and A is for uh, asexual. Yeah. Um, you know, you th you think you're you're open and hip to the lingo, and then right. everything yeah. changes. <laughs> no, I think that's wonderful. I think that's I I I'm I'm just like I think it's like the coolest thing that you guys and and your website's wonderful. The content's oh. great. Even if you are heterosexual, you should go to the site because it's fucking amazing. As you know, like you said, it's not for just someone who's LBGTQA. It's yeah. for everybody. I think I got that right. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's for everyone, and it is kind of funny to see the inner, um, a lot of the, the like follow on Twitter, the amount of Chris Pratt memes that are on there. Oh, yeah. he's the man. And why not, right? Who like, who does not love Chris uh, Chris Pratt? Maybe the most charming human being in the world. So funny, so talented, devilishly handsome. Yes. And he's played like two of my favorite. He's played fucking. Uh, Andy Dwyer and Star Lord. Yeah. So come on, now Dress World looks right? incredible. Right, uh, I can't wait. And I can't wait for him to be Indian. <laughs> exactly. Like, really, he's Harrison Ford, but he's not no, a dick. No, exactly. Exactly. And he's got a little baby. But, uh, <laughs> so the Flame Con. So is that just like your typical Comic Con or like the cosplay booths? Panels? Yeah, there is going to be really something for everyone. Um, we have a lot of amazing special guests. Um, we have um, artists from Marvel, uh, Chris Anka or Anka. I don't know how you pronounce his last name. Um, we have um, uh, editor, longtime editor uh, from Marvel Comics, uh, works on uh, Magneto, Uncanny Avengers, uh, the one that just came out, A Force, uh, Daniel Ketchum. Wow. Uh, we have uh, Kevin Wada. He's the guy who did uh, all of the covers for She-Hulk, um, the last uh, the last run of She-Hulk. Um, Phil Jimenez, um, amazing artist uh, who um, was very prolific with uh, Wonder Woman. Um, and he just he also did uh, the latest um, uh, Angela. Um, 
uh, assassin for uh, Asgard. I think that's what the title was. Um, there's from the podcast Welcome to Night Vale, uh, Cecil Baldwin and Dylan Moran. That's like the podcast. That's wow. Uh, They're probably hitting over 2,000 viewers per episode. uh, They fucking better be. Um, We have uh, a YouTube uh, celebrity. Also, she's a musical collaborator on the uh, Oatmeal, uh, Sarah Donner. Um, The original uh, male scream queen, uh, Mark Patton. Uh, He was the star of A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. Oh wow! So you are. What is your role within the bo- as a board member of all this? Um, well, for Geeks Out, my role uh, is I help run our convention presence. Um, so, do you travel? Mm-hmm, yeah, uh, we were in Chicago uh, for C two E two back end of April, um, and we uh, were at. Uh, ACBC, Atlantic City Boardwalk Con, uh, this past uh, weekend. Uh, and we're going to be at Awesome Con in D.C. Uh, next weekend. Are you guys going to that one in Massachusetts? The uh, I can't remember the name of it. No. Um, we're trying to go to Boston Comic Con. Um, we're going to see if that happens. So, hopefully. Uh I went. I went to go buy tickets for New York Comic Con, but it sold out too quick. Yeah, well, for the day pass, which seems yeah. To uh, I mean, you can try some of like the the retail stores that will that'll open up. Uh, I think maybe in July. Oh, but... cool! I, I, did you guys ever come to Rhode Island Comic Con? I went once, and it was awesome. No, no, we um, we have just sort of started expanding beyond. Um, like four or five cons. Uh, oh, that's so great. So it's, it, it's just everything comes down to manpower and logistics. So, because yeah. uh, we all, I mean, it's all volunteer. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so it's, it's like, oh, uh, sure, I can, I can go down to wherever for the weekend. <laughs> sure. Or I, I can get out of work early on Friday or Thursday. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So how did uh, Geeks Out come to uh, be? Like how did that all Geeks start? Out started um, about five years ago um, at New York Comic Con. Uh, they had a panel um, on it was probably something like queer creators or, or queer characters or queer representation in comics, and um, a group of people, um, uh, Josh Siegel, uh, uh, Joey Stern, a couple others. Um, sort of met and like got something to eat after going to New York Comic Con and going to that panel and started talking about the lack of presence at New York Comic Con, that there is not really um, an LGBTQ presence at Comic Con um, beyond maybe a panel, uh, you know, every so often. And so that was where it kind of started. And it, it started off, they did a, uh, a fundraiser to go and have a booth at the, at the you know, New York Comic Con. Um, and there was a need. People really 
were drawn to it and people were very appreciative of of it existing um and it sort of has grown from there um to where you know we're doing you know monthly events and we have this you know website um where you know we're we're curating content for and um and it really sort of blew up um last year was it last year god time is so fluid for me (laughs) yeah um when uh ender's game came out oh yeah because uh the author of that is a he is an awful person yes but uh, but uh apparently a great writer sure (laughs) (laughs) i i have never read i i have not either um um, and not because he's a bigot, just because it's something I wouldn't read. Yeah, with. I'm, <laughs> so I learned about the bigotry later, uh, yeah. when it became popular. Yeah, no. So we, I bet Chris Pratt would not have taken no, that role. No, uh-uh. um, so we sort of started the campaign uh, to skip Ender's Game um, and sort of spreading the awareness about Orson Scott Card um, and his viewpoints because he. Uh, is credited in the movie as a producer and it gets financial uh, compensation for the movie. Um, and so the viewpoint that we uh, were sharing was that you have the right to say whatever you want. You have the right to have whatever awful, terrible opinion, um, but you do not have the right to a uh, a big box office. You do not have the right to my money. And so um, we spread started an awareness campaign about um, what uh, Orson Scott Carter said and the organizations where he has put money and time and effort into uh, trying to deny same-sex marriage. So he's beyond just uh, a bigot with bad views, but a bigot with bad views and an activist? Yes, exactly. Which I think is actually yes. worse. Well, obviously it is yeah. worse. I mean, it's, you know, okay. it's it's one thing to be like, uh, blah, 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 something racist or whatever. Um, but it's another thing, um, or, or homophobic or sexist, it's another thing to be actively uh, trying to... Uh, deny rights to a group of people. Um, And so that's where that campaign started. Um, And it just sort of blew up. And um, uh, I believe it's successful because there has been no talk of doing a sequel to that movie. It didn't do very well. Mm -mm. And I heard it was pretty good. Yeah, that's what I heard as well. Which makes yeah. it better. See, actually, I didn't know he was an activist. This, you just taught me something that I knew, just knew he was yeah. a bigot. And did not see no. that movie. And will not yeah. see that movie. Or no. read those books. Um, I mean, and the thing is, like, you, you can watch it. You can, you know, read it. But don't give him any money. You know, uh, rent it from the library. Check out the book from the library. Support your local library. But don't let him have any more money. Yeah. Anti-bigotry pro Exactly. We're on the same page yes. here. 
That's really great. And uh, is there much represent repens? Damn it! Why are words hard? Repen uh, a lot of yeah. I don't know why I'm tripping no, no, no. up on that. <laughs> and I'm like overthinking. I'm like repa repa uh, with it of LBGT community in like geek culture. Is geek culture nerd culture now? Are those actually two different things? Or is that geek and like... nerd culture? Nah, I think it's yeah. Are they all the same? I feel like I'm like on the fringe of it. Like. I like a lot of aspects of geek and nerd culture, uh-huh. but I've definitely been nerd shamed by people more than once where I'm like, okay, I just kind of like it. It's okay. Well, I'm sorry I didn't understand Age of Ultron as much as you did. <laughs> <laughs> I just said it was okay, right. and I didn't really understand the story. But that's the thing is, like, you can – I don't think there's a difference between geek and nerd culture. I think there's a difference between enjoying something and being a dick about something. Yeah, which seems to happen with – Anything. I think, well, it's the same as like, so I don't like sports, and I think a lot of people who don't like sports, you tend to find something right. else, usually something mm-hmm. with the arts. So, And sometimes people get way too into sports and they're dicks right. about it compared to a casual baseball fan. So I feel that's the same, it's the same personality type with the different, with Star Wars or a geek or nerd. Exactly, culture. exactly. And like, I'm like obsessive about like arrested development, but I won't <laughs> yell at someone if they, don't, if they get something. Right, wrong. right. If they misquoted or they, you know. No, yeah. exactly. And and that's the thing is we're more about celebrating nerd culture and celebrating um the queer community in nerd culture. Um because there there is in a lot of uh nerd culture there are things that are inherently queer about things. Um and uh I mean in the comic books and in uh horror movies i mean there, there's there's always sort of a, um something that appeals to um the queer community you know um and and just in terms of nerds themselves you know you you can be a nerd about so many different things um and and flamecon is the perfect uh opportunity to to uh celebrate your particular uh, uh, geek <laughs> geek out, uh, whether it be comic books or horror movies or um, video games, we have we've teamed up with uh, Gamer X, uh, who's um, they've sponsored a, a gaming floor. So there's going to be tournaments, there's going to be uh, demos, there's going to be tabletop games, all of that. Um, Oh man, this sounds yeah. really cool. Um, there's going to be cosplay. There's going to be a cosplay uh, contest. Uh, we have all sorts of amazing panels. Um, there's going to be one on uh, new media and uh, web series. Um, there's so there's there's going to be something for everyone. Honestly, um, we've got uh, some of the special guests. We've got Jill Pantosi, who's editor in chief of the Mary Sue. Um, we have um, uh, James Tinian the Fourth, who's writer on Batman Eternal. Um, he is also going to be the new writer for Constantine for DC Comics. Um, we have a panel that's going to be on YA books um, uh, with uh, David Leviathan. Uh, he's the guy who wrote the book uh, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. Okay, then yeah, when you said his name, it sounded really yeah. familiar. Oh wow, that's really man. This thing's that's so yeah. cool. 
And it's in it's Brooklyn. In Brooklyn. Uh, it's at the Grand Prospect Hall. Is this the first, first yes, one? Yes, it's the very first one. The very first one. Wow. That's... Now, are there a lot of uh, comic books with female and and uh, like homosexual characters or transgender or anything? Is there, that a new way? There are a number. Um, there's a um, uh, there are a good many um, gay and lesbian characters in comic books. There is a slowly growing number of uh, trans characters. Um, so it's you know it's and and also um, a slowly growing uh, sort of gender fluid characters and there's a lot more comics that are sort of dealing with these uh, issues. Yeah, you, you know um, I don't know this would be a good connection for you guys. Uh, I end up having this guy in the podcast named Jeff uh-huh. Beck, not the guitarist <laughs> of some band, but uh, he owns a comic book shop in Montclair. Um, you guys would get along super fucking well because he actually also sells a bunch of DIY comic books. Oh, too. nice! Yeah, he's been on. I'll, I'll have to send you his information. He'd be great for your like podcast and stuff. Like, super nice guy, super co- uh, community oriented. But I think because he, I for, I can't remember. He told me some whole story about some comic that came out of. I'm gonna butcher all of this, but a comic that came out of a. How women were women were represented in comics by always dying, and I don't know. Go back and listen to that episode, everyone. Jeff Beck of Eastside <laughs> Mags, because he tells a really cool story that I'm just butchering. But uh, <laughs> I just think as you guys are talking, I'm like, oh, you guys would be perfect yeah. for each other. Because he sells uh, DIY. Like, I think he even told me he has people who like make their own comics and then he will sell them at his store. So I think he will probably have some of those things as well as the non-mainstream. That's awesome. Yeah, we. Um... Geeks Out is releasing our first uh, uh, queer comic anthology. Oh, then you guys should totally talk to him. I'm sure he would like put it on a shelf and like if it sells, continue to do that. Well, yeah. And, and what? So when the podcast is it the? What's the format of that? Uh, the format of the Geeks Out podcast. It's a Geeks Out Loud. Um, it's up it's, now. It's, it's up now. Yeah, it's on iTunes. Um, we have. Uh, it's. It's revamped. We had a podcast with uh, two other hosts. Uh, it wasn't as frequent. Um, and so my current co-host, uh, Jake Weatherman, who used to co-host the uh, Comixology uh, podcast, um, we were doing it now uh, once a week. And the format is uh, we sort of talk about what's happened in the week of pop culture uh, we have uh, a semi-regular feature called This Week in Gay. Um, and then we just started uh, a new feature uh, called The State of the Strong Female Character, um, where we sort of take a look at uh, strong female characters in pop culture. Oh, I found out my phone. Oh, this is yeah. so cool. You guys have a... Oh, you guys are about 16 episodes yeah, yeah. in. Yeah, we... the. The ones where we started the revamp, um, I think that episode, um, I think that's, oh, damn. Maybe it's the reconvergencing, I think, maybe. Uh, oh, that's yeah. awesome. 
Um, so yeah, there's a different theme each each week, uh, different topic. Um, it's been it's been a lot of fun. I've I've really enjoyed it. We're we're still uh, tooling around with the format. Um, so we're there's a couple of things that we're still trying to work on, um, but we'll we'll see how it, how it comes out. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting thing, but it. Well, that sounds like a show you guys could eventually do live too. Yes, yes, yeah. No, we we want to have um, uh, at least maybe do it twice a week at some point, um, and doing some uh, having an interview portion of it. Uh, that's that's the plan. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like you guys got your work. You guys have your work cut yes. out for you. Yeah, I think the first episode of the reboot of us coming back to it as uh, Geeks Out, the reconvergencing of a secret war. That's amazing. As I, how has the response been? Do you guys get any negative pushback or is it all, I would hope, positive? Um, for the most part, it's been positive. Um, you know, the only sort of pushback that I've seen uh, has been sort of like in regards to um, when we were doing Skip Ender's game, um, a lot of a lot of people who felt very passionately about Ender's game, and were just like, "Oh, stop trying to censor!" Da da da. It's like this isn't about censoring. This is not a censorship issue. We're not trying to silence him. We just don't want him to have our money. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then. Um, we had made an announcement, or uh, I, I, io9 had uh, run an article about announcing FlameCon and announcing uh, Phil Jimenez's uh, participation in in FlameCon, and so we got a lot of um, people who were commented and just saying the normal stupid uh, internet crap of. Uh, when things come out like, um, oh, what? So when's the next? When is uh, the straight Comic Con coming out? Uh, oh, you mean San Diego Comic Con that happens right, every year? Exactly. <laughs> or every other Comic Con that happens all yeah, the time? Yeah, pretty much. Those? You yeah, mean yeah, that one? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you hear that too. When like when BET became a thing, like oh, why don't we have a network? You mean all the other six hundred and seventy four channels yeah, access? Yeah, yeah. Every other primetime right, show? Exactly. You mean Fresh Off the Boat is only the second tel- uh, there the second sitcom on a major network that's aired an all-entire Asian cast in uh, 30 years? Yeah. Hmm? yeah, yeah. That time? Yeah, yeah. Which, I also love that show, by the way. <laughs> you know what show I also love, uh, speaking of, um, the kind of ties to this, is like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, because yeah. I love uh, Captain Holt is mm-hmm. gay, and it's just... He's so against type. It's, it's, it's just so great. He's just the straight man to Andy Samberg's like goofy guy. But it actually shows like the relationship of him and his mm-hmm. husband, and they're just fucking wasp. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That really ultra liberal, boring waspy <laughs> New Yorkers. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> it's great. It's perfect. It's like, it's like, it's just nice when you can finally see like stuff like that representing as just like. It's not even like a big plot point that he's gay. Again, it has some parts, but it's just like it's it's an aspect yeah, of his yeah. personality. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's it's amazing. I love I love it. I hope to see more of it in culture. I I, I feel like well, I 
think it's slowly coming, and especially with this next Supreme Court decision, we hope goes Hopefully. the right way. Yeah, I mean, and the thing is, is that I, I had become more comfortable with my bisexuality the more that I got involved with Geeks Out, and because I, I would say I was a geek more like I would identify as a geek or as Jewish um, before I, I sort of identified as bisexual um, yeah. because there was always sort of an aspect of my personality that if it was your business, I would make it your business, you know, if, you know, if, uh -huh. yeah, if, yeah. if I felt like you deserve to know, then I would let you know, but it, it wasn't, something because as soon as you say something like that as soon as you open that that door then it's a label it's a label that you are identified with and i was very reticent about doing that and realizing that it's just the more people become aware and accepting of people's various sexualities the more it becomes a non-issue yeah i couldn't agree more and i love to see it how it's slow it, it is rapidly changing yeah. which is wonderful but we're not, obviously we're not there yet no and and hopefully you know with uh with FlameCon, you know if it's a, hopefully there's gonna be a lot of of uh straight cis white people that that come and and people who identify as straight that come that just want to be supportive and and to expand their horizons beyond a normal comic-con or a, or yeah, a regular comic-con i think it's so wonderful to see this happening in in the in the, the the geek community because like i know nerd is like in geek it's it's very pop culture it's like the mm. thing right now and it's nice to see which i think is great and i love seeing good things come out of that so i think i, I absolutely you guys are wonderful well, i think this is that's so and the great. other thing that that i really am enjoying i guess <laughs> it's the word uh that that i i look forward to with flame con is there's a lot of people who and a lot of artists who this is going to be their first comic-con yeah. And and it's going to be something where they're going to be in a very supportive environment with people who very much want to know more about what they are, what about their art, about um, their whatever they are selling or whatever they are have put out there into the world. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's very true. You know, we we have a multitude of artists uh, that run the full spectrum, the full rainbow spectrum, uh, that, that are, are going to be there. Um, you know, we have, um, uh, designers, a queer produced, uh, uh, group called the village designs that do illustrations, comics, cookbooks. Um, there's, uh, uh, riptide publishing, which is, a um, um, a publishing company that, does uh, LGBTQ fiction? Um, there, there is um, uh, 
Well, of course, uh, GamerX, uh, they are um, a gay gaming convention that happens on the West Coast in California. Oh, that's so cool. So it's not all just these gamer gates. Exactly, yeah. See, someone like me who doesn't know a ton about that world, I just get the little negative snippets and then I continue on my day. So (laughs) I'm expanding my knowledge of the different communities now. Hooray for me. Good good for you. (laughs) Yeah, that's what this is all about, right? <laughs> you guys are changing the world, but good yes. for me. <laughs> um, we have uh, Jay Fuller, who's an amazing writer and illustrator who uh, did a, uh, a webcomic called The the Boy in Pink Earmuffs, uh, which is a, an amazing all-ages uh, webcomic. Um, uh, and there, oh, where, where is he? Um, there's... Uh, um, I'm just trying to find it on the site. Um, oh, there's, uh, I want to say it's called Niji, N-I-J-I Con. Uh, it's a Philadelphia convention that's also, uh, uh celebrates, uh, the, the LGBT community. Oh, that's so yeah. cool. Uh, Go for yeah. it. Didn't expect yeah. that. Um, there's going to be um, uh, a uh, so, uh, Allison Green who does a web comic called Strong Female Protagonist. Um, the uh, there's a Massive Goods which is a producer of gay manga. Um, I didn't know all this stuff like existed, so it's kind of all these different fragmented parts of cultures under one roof. Finally. Yeah, exactly. That's so cool. And now um, people can like donate to your site as well. Do you guys yeah, do that? Yeah, you can. Because um, uh, you're a nonprofit, which I saw that on the site too. I was like, yeah, <laughs> go IRS. Did something yeah. right. Um, yeah, you can, uh, you can go to it's uh, geeksout.org. Um. You can go to the site. You know, you can also check out all the the content on the site. We have reviews. We have um, uh, thought pieces. We have, uh, hey, you know, check this out. Um, you can support monthly by going to our Patreon account, um, uh, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Um, there's a link to that. You can also just do a one-time donation with PayPal on the site. Um, but if you want to get more than just the the good feelings that that uh, you get from just do- donating, just but for being a good person and donating, um, we do have an online shop uh, with amazing uh, T-shirts, uh, posters, and tote bags for sale. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, we have a. You guys have thought of that. We have a. A Captain America shield with a pink triangle in the min- in the middle called our Captain Gay America shirt. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, we have an Alan Turing fought Nazis with science t-shirt. <laughs> I even, I want that show. Yeah, it's it's a good shirt. Yeah, shirt shirts not not show. I want that <laughs> shirt. Oh my god, that's everything I love in one. Um, and it combines Benedict Cumberbatch, so it's perfect. <laughs> Uh, we also have a uh, Godzilla karaoke shirt. <laughs> oh, 
What does that have to do with anything other than just, it's just cool? A, just a fun design. It's Godzilla singing karaoke. That's that's a shirt for yeah. everybody, and supports a good yeah. cause. Well, that's wonderful. Uh, when when is the convention or the the, the con? Uh, Flame Con is uh, Saturday, June thirteenth. Uh, door doors open at noon. It's at the Grand Prospect Hall in Brooklyn. Um, it goes from noon to six, and then we are having an awesome after party from eight to midnight. Oh, that's yeah, really cool. There's going to be uh, burlesque. There's going to be drag queens. There's going to be other performers. It's going to be uh, an awesome time. There's no way that won't right? be fun. <laughs> Wait, June 13th. I, am I in New York that day? Uh, I really want to go to this. I think I'm in your. I think I'm at an engagement party that day. Well, I mean, it's going to be going all 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 day. So yeah, uh, I'll let you know because that's definitely because I I always whenever I, I this sounds too much fun to pass up, and drag queens are a fucking right? hoot. <laughs> I used to work at a Starbucks, and and Providence has, to my understanding, has quite the drag yeah. scene. And they would come in all the time, and I would never know they were drag queens. <laughs> so, and I think that's what got me bigger tips because I'd like, you know, when you're working sales, you get a little flirty just to get that extra right, dollar. Right, right. <laughs> and then I worked with this uh, a gentleman, an older gay man I would work with every time. He's like, "Oh, Revel, you're so bad." I was like, "What are you talking about?" I was like, "How do you not know?" I was like, "Oh no," <laughs> but they were just so beautiful, and it was always I think they got a kick out of me because I just had no idea what was going on half the time. <laughs> Oh, they're so they're the, some of the funniest, nicest people I've ever yeah. met. Oh, Kevin! Oh, please come back after the con and look, tell us all the great news of how it went. And... Yeah, hopefully, hopefully you'll be able to make it, and you can you can re- give your first-hand account of how you. Enjoyed yeah, it. I'll talk to my wife because I know she would fucking love that too. It kind of incorporates everything we love, like nerd culture and uh, doing good for yeah. the world, and. She uh she works for a nonprofit as well, so we're we're pro nonprofit. Oh, that's neighbors. awesome! <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. Uh, where can people find you on the uh, the old internet? Uh, well, you can uh, you can find Geeks Out at geeksout.org. Uh, you can find us the podcast on iTunes. It's Geeks Out Loud. Uh, you can find FlameCon at flamecon.org. Um, you can also get tickets there. Uh, you can also um, uh, go directly to the ticketing site. That's flamecon.ticketbud.com. Um, and uh, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, that's at Gilligan underscore McJew. I love that name. <laughs> uh, and I'm also on the Facebooks. Oh, and uh, you're also in a wonderful web series, uh, Gigahose. <laughs> Which we forgot to talk about, but uh, if you listen to the show, it's been referenced more than once, and uh, you'll hear commercials for it so, uh, sometimes when I remember to yeah, put it in. Yeah, um, Gigahose, we are uh, about to start working on season two very shortly. Oh, I wanted to ask you, uh, how did you and Adam react to find out that Jessica was in Daredevil? Oh, well, she so she was like, hey, guys um, – I don't know. I may not. There's, there's, there might be like a couple days where I can't. Uh, I'm not going to be able to 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 film. So we're like, okay. She goes, I can't really talk about it right now. And we're like, what? Um, uh, oh, okay, sure. Um, she goes, it's it's 
it's it's it's with Marvel, and you're like, what whatever it is, do it. Whatever it is, just you have our blessings. Do 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 it, and we are going to be fine with it. Just, That's just tell so us funny. all the details. <laughs> yeah, cause, and we were talking. I was like, how did they react? And she's like, kind of. She just she was super sweet, and everyone can go back listen to her episode too. She talks about being under a devil and has nice things to say about you Aww. and Adam. So season two, oh man, same cast, new uh, people? Yes and yes. <laughs> oh god, I can't wait. It, it's actually, I think, the first web series I've ever watched, and now I've been watching uh, web series more frequently. Yeah, do it. It's it's uh, it's the way of the world now. It, re- it really is. And then, uh, it's been great. Um, dude, thank you so much for doing this again, and this time we talked oh, about you. My favorite subject. <laughs> Yay. Yes. Uh, uh, and tell Adam we said hello. Yeah, Let's chat. Adam. He'll... He'll be like, who? I forgot who that is. Exactly. Uh, thanks again. Right, have thanks, a good night, man. Too.